Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Scott Pye. Hi, I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostov. And you're listening to Supercars Today. New cars, new generation, same politics. As the sun shone on Red Bull, ample racing as the supercars returned to Newcastle for the first race of the season. Well, it's never easy, but... um. But after the rate that became icy for the Camaro homologation team. I don't know, all I'm thinking about is understeer and oversteer today and trying to be better tomorrow. I don't really want to reflect yet because tomorrow could be completely different. So go make my car better for tomorrow. We hear from Shane Van Gisbergen on this episode of Supercars Today. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. Everyone had done the same format for years. Everyone knew the the strategies that worked, that didn't, the tyres, the fuel. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Shane Van Gisbergen dominated the first race of the Gen 3 era, following the first round of pit stops. He was able to take the lead and was not troubled for the remainder of the race. Yeah, it's huge, like the effort that's gone in for not just our team, but the whole category, like to, to get it all together. It looked like the cars all ran pretty good. <coughs> and um, But yeah, for us to get a 1-2 is um, pretty special. Like the team's done really well and cars have run great. We've got a few issues that... Um, we are struggling with, but I guess most people are. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, what an awesome way to start uh, the season and in these cars as well. But for sure, tomorrow's going to be hard to back up. Um, I'm a bit sore, but it looked like there was a few other guys cooked as well. It was a tough race, yeah. Teammate Brock Feeney was second, and he showed that Triple Eight had not lost any ground on the competition, even with the burden of being the homologation team for Chevrolet. I'm sort of sad just after the race. Uh, it's just so cool to see for this team that's put in so much work over the past two to three years and, and yeah, have Jeremy up on the podium with us. Um, yeah, I'm sure it means a lot to him, the, the amount of hours that not only him, but the whole team and, and all the teams have put in um, over the last few years. And, and these last few months, I mean, have been absolutely crazy. I mean, the amount of hours that the guys have been putting in. Um, yeah, to have a one-two is great, but I mean, as Shane said, it looked like most of the cars run pretty well out there today. So uh, great, great job by the category. However, the top two places are under the threat of a protest. As it was observed in the second pit stop for the Red Bull Ample cars, the decision on the irregularity will be announced Sunday morning. Third place was Cameron Waters in the Monster Mustang who just could not match the pace of the front two. My car was pretty good at the start of the stints and then um, yeah, through the stint we, we struggled with a, a few things. But um, I don't think the car's in its best window just because we've been chasing it so much and it's massively different to you know, testing and, and um, you know, what we've learned so far. So it was great today to kind of get it a bit nicer for sure. But um, you know, we need to just put our heads together now overnight and, and um, you know, massage it a little bit more and you know, we've got data from all the other cars. So we'll, uh, we'll be right. What do you think of the shootout? Brody Kostecki was the pole winner, but could only manage a fifth place finish. 
behind newly turned WAU Ford of Chesmostad. Erebus team mate Will Brown was sixth, Heimgartner, Winterbottom, Pye and James Courtney rounded out the top 10. Shane Van Gisbergen has said he was making his decision on his future in supercars once he has seen how they perform, but after race one, his response to enjoying driving the Gen 3 car was not encouraging. Are you having fun driving these cars? And if yes, why? If not, why? I'll pass on that one. He also talked about the footwell temperatures following the comments made by drivers on Friday. Um, yeah, it's, um, the team did a big job last night putting all the stuff back on that we were told to take off. Um, and yeah, I just hope, like it was definitely okay for me as I explained sort of yesterday, my foot's literally on the firewall. So um, yeah, and hopefully everyone else is okay today. I could still feel my foot. I was trying to accelerate with my left foot a lot of the time to take my foot off the wall to get a um, cool down which is not very good, but um, I was okay. In the Dunlop series, Cooper Murray took the victory in race one. He told Tony Whitlock that days like today don't come often. No, no they don't. Pole position uh, and a race win on debut in Dunlop series is good. Now he's got to focus on tomorrow and back it up again. Murray is running for the Super 2 powerhouse, Ecclestone Motorsport. Saturday, he took a solid victory and realises the opportunity it provides. Oh, it's a proving ground for people who win this, eventually go up into supercars and make a statement there. So that's my plan this year is to come in and do the best I can and hopefully someday end up in supercars. Cameron McLeod was the first car across the line in the Super 3 battle, the young driver making the move from Formula Ford last year. Yeah, so jumping from Formula Ford to one of these, the racing's basically... Um, Pretty much the same. The one thing I noticed was just everything's bigger. You know, the, car, the cars are bigger, especially on the street track. It makes the cars look super big. So, um, yeah, that was one thing I noticed. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's just the general feeling of the car. It's heavier. It's got, you know, stickier tyres, bigger brakes. Everything's bigger, faster and heavier. So, yeah, it's just um, probably the main thing you've got to get over. But once you've gotten over that and you're comfortable in the car, it's, it's fun to drive in. However, an incident on the final lap saw McLeod served with a penalty dropping him down to fifth and Job Stewart was awarded the first win of the season. Tomorrow, we will wrap up the weekend on Supercars Today. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Quality Racing Components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at P1 Australia. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build business. Personally, I think a 500 in the build up to the 1000 is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.